Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And today we are going to be doing another solo episode because sometimes time just flies. And I realized that I actually haven't done that many lately. I feel like some of you guys really love solo episodes. And maybe the ones of you, the ones of you, the the group of you that does not, um, doesn't make yourself hurt as much. So we're going to do a solo episode. I was doing a Q&A on Instagram the other day and I just got so much feedback from it in a good way. And I feel as though it's hard to kind of like encompass and wrap up everything you're feeling on an Instagram Q&A because you type everything out on a small screen. And so I thought we would just like kind of dive more into like the current mood that I'm currently feeling in today's convo and just chat just one-on-one because you guys, the year is like actually coming up to a close pretty soon. And when you look at it in podcast episode land world, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we had to start doing like mood boosters of the year and current mood combos of the year and just another year of mood. It's crazy. And we just dropped new mood merch. Go to shoplaurenelizabeth.com to get the mood merch drop 2.0 with all of the health and wellness mood booster club updates. The tote bag is like a different size this time and she is so extra chic and perfect for the holidays and just everything of the sort. You guys are going to absolutely love it. So go get your mood merch. Without further ado, let's at least, you know, jump right into my best mood and worst mood of the week. My best mood this week was just kind of like being a cool girl. And I told my friend today, I was like, I'm actually really cool and really calm and very chill. And obviously half of me was joking because I feel like anyone I say that to is like, yeah, you wish, you wish you were a cool, chill girl. But no, like I really have been manifesting this cool, calm, collected energy. I kind of talked to you guys about it before saying just like very calm and collected. And you guys know, obviously I travel back and forth a lot because I'm in a long distance relationship. And I just kind of like got to this point where I'm getting like very comfortable being myself, which in turn makes me very calm and chill. So I feel like a lot of times, and one of my good friends actually told me this, is that you kind of just have to like fake it till you make it. Like you have to just not project all of your insecurities onto other people and let your fears kind of control and like squeeze and try so hard for other people to like you and all this stuff. And even if it's really hard, at least like fake it and don't act like it. Don't act like a crazy girl even if you feel crazy, right? She was like, just fake it till you make it and you will actually become cool, calm, chill girl, okay? So I did that and it's not easy at first, let me tell you, because I hate not having control. I hate not knowing what's next, but 
what I realized is the more I focused on myself, even while building a new relationship and traveling, which already gives me so much anxiety and just like disrupts my life and routine and flow, like it's just chaotic. And there's some people that thrive off of that. I'm not one of those people, unfortunately. But like for some reason, I've been like more and more and more okay every single time. And it really does start with myself. Obviously there's like, you know, like relationship tips and communication and stuff that like make it easier. But I found that like my best mood is just being really like cool, calm and chill. And I say cool, calm and chill in a way of like, oh yeah, like I, it's not that I don't care what happens. Like obviously I care what happens with my life. Like I want certain things and I desire certain things. I pray for certain things. But at the end of the day, it's like this knowing that like I can only control so much and what I really can only control is myself and so I don't put as much like stake in other people's emotion with other people's emotions which is really hard for like an empath an empathic person as well so I think I feel like this new sense of like cool calm chill girl because it's starting from within which dare I say is like kind of a form of learning to love yourself because you're just like content with how life is going to present itself to you that you trust yourself that you're going to be okay and get through it. So I know that's kind of like a very complex best mood, but I just found that it's been getting me through like so many different situations, whether it's not knowing if I'm going to be in San Diego or LA or not knowing when my return flight is at home, not knowing really what's going on with work, not knowing what I'm going to do Monday through Friday because I'm in a different place than I thought I was going to be. Just stuff like that. I'm just kind of like, I kind of, I look inward and I think, okay, well, I have a hundred percent track record of getting through everything. Everything kind of ends up fine, but the reason it ends up fine is because of me. And it's really kind of like giving that credit back to yourself of like, everything turns out great because like I trust the process and I pick myself back up and I bounce back because I know I'm going to always be okay. And it, it really is this form of like loving yourself because you get to just be more calm and chill and peaceful and not let people affect you as much because you're the one in control and you don't let them affect you unless you choose and you let them. So that's kind of like this new, like chill, cool girl thing I got going on. Cause I'm just like, Oh, like you like me. Cool. Like you don't cool. Like doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it's skin off my back. Is that a saying? I'm not really sure. But I will say my worst mood is like the only thing that kind of like really annoyed me. I've definitely been a little cranky every once in a while lately, but that's something that I always remind myself of like, I'm a human being. I'm not going to be perfect all the time. I'm not going to be happy all the time. We always like to say here on the podcast that would make you like a serial killer probably. So that's okay. We're allowed to be cranky. We're allowed to get irritable. We're allowed to feel feelings, of course. But what my worst mood really was besides just like the little moments of cranky since I'm like so good at not letting myself react based off of those feelings because even if I'm like really cranky and I feel like being a little brat, I just don't let myself be a little brat because I know future Lauren will be like, why did you do that? But what I have been doing is like avoiding like responsibilities and like just like that kind of like little bit of laziness. And I think it's because I... I don't know, like I don't put up my boundaries as much when I'm with a lot of other people. 
And so in turn, it makes me want to be like really lazy and have that introvert time and spend time alone. So that's kind of why I like have to learn to go with the flow and enjoy the moment more because like part of me is just like, okay, I'll get cranky. And like, I think I want to be alone, but I never realized like how much I need alone time. And now I like want to be alone so bad that I just don't feel like working or like doing anything because I like need that time to recuperate. And so it's kind of, you know, some sometimes when I had to push myself to do the thing, I don't really feel like doing just because like it's actually better than procrastinating is just getting your responsibilities over with. But it's definitely been kind of that frustrating, cranky feeling of, ugh, I don't feel like doing anything mood. And it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm depressed. I want to lay in bed. But it's more so, okay, I've been here. I've been there. I've been with this person. I've been with that person. Like I need to regroup and be alone. But also I should be enjoying where I am in the moment, which isn't alone. So maybe get over it, enjoy it. It's like this weird boundary I'm still figuring out. And the reason I say it's my worst mood is because then when I do have those little moments of alone time, I don't utilize them. And I kind of am just like, I'm always on alert for other people. So even when there's like, oh, I could record my podcast for that hour. I'm like, yeah, but what if this person needs this from me? Or what if I should, you know, maybe go sit out with other people and spend time with the other people that are close by And it just gets a little overwhelming for me just because I'm a people pleaser that needs a lot of alone time. So it's this new like boundary that I'm figuring out and I really don't have it figured out at all yet. But what happens is it makes me a little bit cranky and it makes me actually not get a lot of the stuff I need to get done done. But like I said, in my best mood, it's kind of like, I know I'm always going to end up getting everything done. I know I'm always going to figure it out. I know everything's always going to be okay. So I at least don't panic anymore. The anxiety is not there anymore because although there's a worst mood, although there's a best mood, it's not as like high, high, low, low. It's a more of a like chill roller coaster as opposed to like the craziest roller coaster at the entire amusement park of emotions, you know? One thing that does make me feel like I'm actually taking care of myself and have a little bit of routine. You guys know I love rituals in general, which is why obviously I love ritual vitamins. We talk about having rituals in your life and taking ritual vitamins is obviously something that you need to incorporate. We all have gaps in our diets and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand and they shouldn't be ignored. I mean, over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are just not getting enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% of women are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s and omega-3s you guys are so, 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 well, and vitamin D obviously, like they're so important. So the Rituals Essentials for a Woman 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But don't worry, Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for the woman's 18 plus multivitamin. The results, it was literally shown to increase D levels by 43%, omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And I don't know if I don't know if you guys know, but clinical studies are actually like a really, really, really big deal. So this is absolutely amazing. I love taking ritual because it, it has that pepperminty flavor. It doesn't feel gross like swallowing it and taking it on an empty stomach because I'd usually take mine in the morning. It also has every single thing I need so that when I'm traveling, going back and forth, I don't have to be like, okay, what vitamins should I take? All I do is take that one bottle of Ritual with me on the go and I take it and I know that I'm at least kind of like filling in the gaps because having a routine and a diet and all that stuff when your life is like mine is just not easy. So I just feel better. I love my little rituals, including Ritual. 
Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash mood and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash mood. Don't wait till the new year, you guys, to get it together. Do it now. For mood boosters this week, I've been a little like kind of back and forth with mood boosters because I can't decide like what's actually boosting my mood and what's not and like what I'm just doing out of habit. Does that make sense? But I think that's a good sign. I think it's like, is this boosting my mood or is this just a habit? But maybe it's because I need to level up on my mood boosters and it's at least good that I have the habits as well. So I've been playing around with things. I found that something that made me really kind of more comfortable and feel like I have my life together when I was on the go is making sure I just had like little snacks and I don't know what it is I think it's like this weird anxiety of thing of not knowing when I'm going to eat next or not having my own things and so I packed like a little snack bag of like all these different like trail mixes and little bars like you know I love the Saqqara like detox bar metabolism bar and then some like I said nut like trail mix things but like healthy kind ones that I like I'm absolutely like beyond obsessed with the hue dark chocolate vanilla covered cashews I don't know like what possessed me to pick them up at the grocery store but I was like I don't know like these kind of look good but cashews what I am actually addicted to them and I don't know if it's like comfort food because it's obviously like those things that I just mentioned aren't comfort food like it's not like a warm thing of soup and mac and cheese like I understand that it's more the comfort of just like having my own stuff and not being like in the middle of nowhere or traveling or not feeling like postmating and knowing I just have snacks like I'm just a snacker I love having that stuff so it's been a mood booster to feel like I have like my own little pantry in in my purse and I have that big, you know, like Louis Vuitton never full bag. And so I just have like a whole little like snack pack in there. So when I got to the hotel, I wasn't stressed out about like, when should I eat dinner? When should I do this? I just like snacked a little bit, like had my water. And it's just like the comfort of having your own things, having a little system and having some organization. Cause a lot of you guys always ask me like how I go back and forth so much. And I'm obviously still figuring it out, but that's something that I learned this trip. I actually really, really like it's something I never really think of but it was like one of the first things I packed was those huge chocolate things in my carry-on bag and I already repurchased them when I got here so I was like huh well okay I guess like that's a security blanket for me an emotional security blanket is like having some trail mix on hand and not having to stress about when my next meal is it's lame but it's true My next mood booster is just kind of like fully prepping myself for winter. And obviously when you're on a plane all the time, it's not good to your skin at all. So I just like literally placed an order for when I was going to like land in Los Angeles essentially because I'm always one step ahead of the game, you guys. And I ordered like two things of Necessaire hand cream, their body serum, their hand lotion. And then I ordered Biba face lotion because everything is dry. We talked about the nighttime ritual of my essential oils with my foot cream. I haven't been big on that with, with traveling. There's just something about feet when traveling. It just, I'm not really like, I haven't done it yet. And I'm not saying it's off the table. It's not off the table completely, but I just feel as though the least I could do is stick to the hand cream and not pick my cuticles because when I was leaving to come to California, I had picked my cuticles so badly because I was 
dare I say, just a little stressed, that my uh, finger bled the entire manicure and we got it to stop bleeding just long enough to get the gel polish on there. So at least I could leave with some gel polish on my finger. So I'm uh, in a lot of trouble with myself because I look like an idiot and I was gushing blood for an entire manicure. That was fun. And I kept telling the guy, huh, at least we're painting my nails dark red, right? Like it matches. And he was like, you're a psychopath. And I was like, I know. Just kidding. He didn't say that. But it's true. Like stress and all that stuff. You just got to prep and take care of yourself so that you can't destroy your fingers. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you guys, it's just about what's on the inside that counts. Like when my skin looks like shit and I'm dry and I feel gross, it, it doesn't make me feel good. Like it doesn't boost my mood. It doesn't make me happy. So yeah, I'm going to order necessary body products and some Bebo moisturizer because I prefer to glow and I prefer to feel nourished. It boosts my mood. I don't know if it's society or maybe it's just the feeling of smooth skin. I don't know why I'm selling this to you so hard. I'm sorry. I like taking care of myself. I don't like having dry skin, and I don't like feeling fugly. So I placed a big skincare order because the weather in Chicago is dropping rapidly. Being on a plane is disgusting, and I don't like feeling disgusting. So I, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to justify why I spend money on body and skincare. You're just going to either get with it or get lost. But honestly, I recommend you get with it. I don't I don't know why it's the best stuff ever, but I just I feel like it's really hard to look pretty during the winter seasons because like you're covered up and it's like makeup feels crusty and like you're putting on sweaters and you don't want to get your makeup on stuff and it's just like ugh, like I don't know, maybe I'm just like not a winter person, but the least I can do is at least stay hydrated and like nourished on my skin. We're trying to boost the mood, people. The weather has been making me very cranky. Seasonal depression is real. And I don't know how a lot of you guys do it. More power to you. And then my last mood booster was getting all of my holiday reading ready. I went through on my phone and I made an entire reading list because I finished a book right before I left and I've been reading another fiction book. What have I been reading? I've been going back and forth between a couple books, but I feel like I haven't really done a deep dive in a while. And even last night I was like, what is everyone reading right now? Like, I just want to like get cozy. Like if it's going to be gross outside and it's going to be cold and I'm going to feel like a little ugly, which is fine. Like we're all a little bit ugly. I kind of like tell myself that that's kind of my motto in my head when I feel self-conscious. I'm like, everyone's a little bit ugly, Lauren. Like it's fine. It's true though. I mean, think about it. Everyone's a little bit ugly. I made an entire reading list on my like Amazon account and I actually screenshotted it right before this for you guys because I don't know if any of you guys are like, oh my God, you have to read that first or if you just need recommendations. But I feel like now it's taken the stress out of like, okay, what should I read out of it? Because I know that that might not sound stressful to you, but like imagine when you're like traveling and you feel like you don't have anything to read or you don't know what you want to do before bed and like the sun's setting early with daylight savings and it's like, I don't want to start watching TV at that time. So reading is the perfect mood boosting solution because at least you're kind of like leaning into it, feeling a little more cozy. And so I made this like long, long, long wish list on Amazon so I could go back to those books as I finished them. And I'm so excited to get started and dive in. A Kindle is just literally the best Christmas gift ever. So obviously you can go check out my gift guides on laurenelizabeth.co. But like a Kindle, whoever doesn't have it, done. Get them a Kindle for Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, why don't you get them rare form? They make the cutest bags, you guys. 
you've heard me talk about them before. They repurpose highway billboards into one-of-a-kind tote bags, duffel bags, backpacks, and accessories. So they're all sustainable and unique. No two are alike. And literally... There are nearly 500,000 pounds of billboard every month in the U.S., and Rareform recycles over 80% of them. You literally choose your exact bag online, so every product on their site is individually photographed, So, and what you see is what you get. They have the cutest tote bags, backpacks, accessories, and billboards are made of vinyl, so all the bags are really durable. They're water-resistant, and they wear well. It's just perfect for anyone on your list that you're like, I don't know what to get them. They have everything. This is what they need. Made from billboards and designed to fit your lifestyle, go check them out at rareform.com slash mood. That's rareform.com slash mood. Find your one-of-a-kind bag now. So I created this group on an app called Geneva. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I know some other podcasters use it. Some of my friends told me that they use it for their communities. And I used to have a Facebook group where everyone would chat and give advice and product recommendations and everything. And it just got really big and it was like pretty old and outdated. It was really hard to manage. So I figured we would try using the app Geneva because a lot of people really like it. It's spelled G-E-N-E-V-A and it's linked on my Instagram. And I, in the mood thread, I basically get to like chat with you guys. It's like so much easier than DM. And I just said, I'm doing kind of like another like general Q&A because you guys liked the one on Instagram so much. And so many people were just asking questions kind of like, do you regret moving to Chicago? Like, how are you dealing with being in a long distance relationship? Like, how are you not self-sabotaging in a relationship? And there were just like so many great questions, but also like the response to a lot of like the answers I gave was also really great. And so I just figured we would talk more about it. And then on Geneva, I was like, I'm going to be chit-chatting on mood. So if you have anything else that you guys need help with or advice, just like drop it in there. And you guys did. And it's really, really cool just in general, the app. But I feel like with the moving thing too, another girl in Geneva said, do you have any advice from moving to a new place and not feel like it's the biggest mistake ever? I've never moved before and I'm headed to a new state come January. That means doing long distance with my boyfriend of five years, leaving my job and all my friends. I'm freaking out, but I can start my career as a teacher if I move, which is really exciting. I'm just struggling to find peace with all of it and I just want to cry. Okay, I didn't even read that last part before. It like makes me really sad. But I think that, like, and it's weird. I feel like a lot of my friends are going through change right now, too. Like, so many friends don't know what they're doing with jobs or they want to change jobs or thinking about moving. And I think, like, what I kind of said on Instagram, too, and the way that I'm finding peace with it is just kind of, like, what I was kind of saying in my best mood is, you know, I can only control so much. And someone on Instagram even said, like, should I follow my boyfriend um, or like on his path or something like that. And I kind of was just like, well, can you create your own path while going where he's going? Because I think a real relationship is like, you have to realize that it's, you're not going to be on an even playing field, like all the time. Like you're just not, because it's not tit for tat. Like sometimes you have to sacrifice something for the relationship that maybe like your partner isn't sacrificing, like moving based on maybe their job. And like you said, you could teach in another place. And I think if, you know, what you're sacrificing too is a lot of like your mental sanity. Um, but you do it to make it work. And what I said on Instagram as well was like, I think the word following is just like so demeaning because in a true relationship, like you would want the person to support you. If you had a credible opportunity, you would want them to move with you as well. And I always say like, I'm building my life with you, not around you. Cause I'm not following you anywhere. Like you either want me to come and we're doing this together and we're making a plan together 
or we're not because it is really hard to move to a new place and leave your friends and start a new job. Like change is really, really scary. But I think too, to like put it in perspective and to try to find peace with it, you have to trust a part of the process. But that comes with obviously making your initial decision. Like if you already decided in January you're moving, the way to make peace with it is like you just have to let go that you already made the choice. It doesn't matter if it works out or if it doesn't work out. Like you could literally end up hating it. I even said when I moved back to Chicago, like I don't know and that's okay. Like, I don't know if it was a mistake. I mean, technically it's not because it, there, there's no such thing as, like, mistakes and regrets because you learn from it and you just like, keep deciding and you just keep doing the next right decision. But it doesn't mean that, like, it has to be this, like, horrible, horrible thing that you make even worse for yourself, right? Like, you already decided you're moving in January and you have to make peace with it by letting go. The decision is done. It's made. Now what you can do is focus on like, okay, here are the things I'm going to do to like keep myself sane and like make sure I make the most out of the decision I decided to go with. I'm going to make sure I go to workout classes. I'm going to make sure I like go take a little walk around like after I get my coffee or whatever. So I'm like out and about more and I don't feel like I'm isolating myself. I think that it's really easy when you're like prone to like mental health stuff. We spend so much time in our heads, like overthinking everything in our heads. And so I think pushing yourself outside in little ways of your comfort zone makes like really big impact because you're not just going to like become a different person overnight. You're not going to just like all of a sudden have plans every single night of the week and have a million new friends in this like new city and just be totally okay with it. Making peace with it isn't being a hundred percent happy. It's just not letting those emotions like drive you insane. You know what I mean? It's like having a little bit of calmness in the chaos because life is going to be chaotic no matter what. Shit's always going to happen. And you just have to find little ways to break out of your comfort zone, even if it's like once a week. Like when I'm in San Diego by myself, I just make sure, okay, when I go get coffee, I'm just going to like park far away and like walk a little longer and not like stand on my phone the whole time. Like I'm just going to be aware of my surroundings and like smile at someone that smiles at me or like make small talk with the barista because like those little things like actually weirdly like boost your mood a lot more than you'd think like just that five minutes where you're not on your phone looking at other people living their lives when you're actually just in the moment right where you are living your life even for two to five minutes it really just makes you feel like connected with where you physically are and you'll just start noticing things that you really like about like where you're spending time and you can make new rituals and new routines and the cool thing about you know when you're doing it with a partner is like you can just like kind of like fantasize a little bit of like what if you know for the first month we at least do one date night a week or whatever works for your schedules or maybe like how about we know in April we're gonna do this like weekend trip to go see our friends because I'll probably miss them by that time like you can make little things things to look forward to it's not the end of the world moving and experiencing new things like it doesn't mean that you're going to live there forever and it doesn't mean that you're going to hate it it doesn't mean that you're going to love it but make peace with the decision by just like letting go and realizing it's happening and just try to make the most of it even when it's really really hard and if it's really really hard just like try to like be curious and be like, why is it really hard? Like, what what do I feel like I'm genuinely missing? Is it like my family? Is it that like, maybe I need more friends? It's maybe more so like activities. I don't have my usual things. For me, when I first got to Chicago, I was like, I feel weird that I don't have my things. And what I mean by things is like the place that I go work out, the place that I go get coffee, the place that I go get smoothies, like how I grocery shop, like all those things that I've just kind of habitually built over living an adult life in California for almost a decade. 
you realize like you move to a new place and like it just doesn't happen overnight. Like you have to like try new workout classes, figure out where you want to get your hair done, like figure out where you like getting your coffee, like what's the most convenient. Like it's it is a huge adjustment, but it's a there's a learning curve, so you have to be really gentle with yourself and realize that like you're not going to figure it out in the first month that you get there. And there's going to be like some good weeks and there's going to be some bad weeks. So you just have to be like really really gentle with yourself and honest with yourself. I think also it's a really great time to like make sure you know, it's sad leaving your friends and family. Okay, well, now I just have to be better about texting and FaceTiming. I realized that, like, I left on Wednesday and I was just so, like, immersed being back with my boyfriend for the first time in, like, a month. And we don't get to spend very much time together in general. And so I got to see him for, like, an extra 24 hours than usual over the weekend. And I hadn't called my mom since, like, I landed in San Diego. And I was just getting caught up and life is chaotic and it's moving fast. And I called my mom and she was just like, oh, well, there she is. I haven't heard from you since you left. And since I've kind of made those habits of staying really connected with my family and friends through text and phone, it was easier for me to like not let another day go by without like calling my mom really quick and making sure I'm like updating my, I literally sent a text message to my best friends in Chicago yesterday saying mini update. Here's what's been going on the past seven days. Da da da. Here's how I'm feeling, blah, blah, blah. And so then it's not like a month goes by and you're like, well, I have so much to tell you. It's like, there's little mini updates and there's little check-ins and it's like, how are you? And just kind of making sure you're at least doing your part of being a good friend, a good sister, a good daughter. And you just feel more connected with people. And it doesn't almost really matter totally where you live as long as you're not just like making yourself miserable within your own mess. And I think another thing that really helps too is that you realize everything can change and everything probably will change. Literally nothing's forever. And that used to like really scare the shit out of me because like I hate change and I don't like losing things I have like a big trigger of things leaving and going away and disappearing and I think that it's actually easier to just be like it's okay like things are going to change like this isn't forever and that could also be a good thing because it means that like it can get better and it actually will get easier. It doesn't mean that things are always going to get worse. And so just reminding yourself that like this is just a thing we're doing right now. We're trying it. The decision is made. I'm going to go move here. If I hate it, I hate it. If I love it, I love it. And we're going to find out together. Like don't put so much pressure on yourself to like do everything perfectly when you're figuring out how to be an adult because being an adult is really hard and you have to move. And sometimes you have to move because of your partner. And sometimes you have to leave your family because of a job. And sometimes you have to leave your coworkers that you've become really close with because you have a better job opportunity, but it's sad. And it's like, it's that kind of cheesy line too. That's like, okay, well, isn't it such a blessing that you have things to be sad about leaving? Because there are some people that like don't have great relationships with their family or don't have so many friends or don't have that cute little coffee shop. Like you get to have those things in another city and go back to them and stay in touch with them. And you get to have a new opportunity to make even more of that in another city. It's like, you kind of just have to breathe through it and like you have to force yourself to think about it a little bit more positively after you've given yourself the time to grieve like you can go through the grieving process of leaving and starting a new life and a new chapter but at some point like you can't just keep rereading the chapter that's already been written you have to start writing a new one this one I found really interesting um someone said in the Geneva group what to do when you can tell you've lost good communication with your boyfriend and every time I seem to bring up feelings slash something that's bothering me he just seems to turn it around and I feel like everything is my fault. Someone in the group also, she said that she's also long distance. Someone also um, mentioned stuff about gaslighting 
And I asked how you usually communicate and like bring it up with him. And she didn't reply. Did she? No, no. But I guess like that's kind of like the reason I said that right away is because obviously making sure you're communicating how you feel in like a healthy and mature way is really important because even though your feelings are valid and your feelings are real to you doesn't mean you're necessarily communicating them in a healthy way. I know like when I was younger and in previous relationships, like I would be very stubborn or I could be passive or I could make it bigger in my head and communicate and like a beat around the bush type of thing. And you don't necessarily like, think you're doing anything bad. And I'm not saying this is this girl's fault at all. I'm just saying like, that's like check yourself first. So then you don't have to worry about anything else. Like I, that's what I always do. I always like take a moment with myself and I'm like, why am I really feeling this way? What do I really want to get out of this? Like, what's the solution? Like, what am I trying to gain from bringing up like how I feel in this situation? Like, what do I want to feel instead? Because if you go into it with like actually what you want to feel instead and like why you're communicating it, you actually just communicate better. And I think obviously like gaslighting is like a real thing. I know it's gotten like blown up a lot. I've definitely been gaslit a lot in the past, but I think when you're not strong in why you're feeling how you're feeling and maybe what triggered it and what you want from it. It's so easy to get gaslit because you don't even have your own thoughts straight, right? Because it's so easy for you to be convinced that everything is your fault because you don't like it. You're just more fragile, right? And I think that that was me for a really long time. I didn't totally understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling or what I wanted or what my needs were and what my boundaries were. So when I just kind of said like, oh, like I, I, I feel like you don't like me and it's like, well, why would you feel like that? And then you, you feel worse because it's like, well, why did I say that? Right. And I think that communication can like ebb and flow. It doesn't need to be perfect all the time, but healthy communication is obviously super, super important, especially in a long distance relationship where you're not just together every time. You want to have a conversation, but I think that having that space, that physical space actually has been something I've actually really been grateful for with communication because it's allowed me to slow down and be a lot more patient and take a lot more time to think before I bring something up because since you're not together all the time, it is kind of that saying of like, pick your battles, right? Like, do you want to like die on this hill? Like, that's why I really am always thinking like, why do I feel this way? What's making me feel this way? Like, how do I want to feel instead? Because am I going to really spend the one hour we get alone before we fall asleep talking about my feelings if, like, it's really just my insecurity? Like, what do I, what am I trying to gain from this conversation? And, like, obviously, sometimes there is, like, a lot of things we need to talk about. And I think that if you communicate in a really calm and, like, level-headed way where you're, like, really clear in your conviction of, like, what you want and you're okay with yourself it honestly goes back to my best mood where I'm just like I know who I am I know I'm great and I know I'm gonna be okay so like this is how I'm feeling and like I would like to know how you're feeling and like it's okay how you're feeling I would just like to know it's just like literally such a like healthier conversation because the person doesn't feel gaslit themselves they don't they don't feel like you're trying to fight or start an attack and like you can just like be there for each other and support each other and just have like an actual productive conversation I've been finding myself a lot recently like thinking back to conversations I'll have with my boyfriend and being like whoa like I didn't have any anxiety I didn't cry I didn't freak out like I just had like a really normal healthy productive conversation that was like important that usually would have triggered me or like made me freak out or I would have overthought and so I think a lot of times when we want to communicate our feelings, it's really easy to self-sabotage because what we really want is like love. And 
feeling and like heightened emotion. And so sometimes you feel like you have to like rock the boat or like cause friction because it kind of like stimulates you in that way because it feels like heightened and important and meaningful when in reality, like it's actually when you're with the right person and you're in a healthy relationship, it's a lot more calm and it's not as chaotic. There could be chaotic things obviously going on in your life. Life isn't just like easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. But when you're having these conversations, like they don't have to be chaotic to be meaningful and they don't have to be like these like big, profound like realizations. Like you can just be calm and collect yourself and just think and internalize and communicate with your partner in a way in which you come out the other side feeling okay and feeling, I mean, for me, like shocked that I am okay because I've never felt like that before. What I try to make sure to do too is make sure that I'm always saying I feel like this, not like you do this because you don't want to be accusatory. You don't want to blame the other person. You know, they also might not be meaning to make you feel a certain way when they do something. So, it, you know, I, I'd never try to assume that someone's being malicious. It's like, I actually just feel this way because, and like when you do this, it makes me feel this way. Not like you're making me feel this way necessarily because, you know, we're responsible for our own feelings and it's, we're not completely dependent on our partners. And so I think it takes a lot of internal self-work and self-healing to be able to have those harder conversations, but you get such better results. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect 100% of the time. Like I've had little moments where like I've said something, but like I immediately check myself too. And I think that sometimes if you're like very empathic or you have a lot of anxiety and you're overthinky, like me, it can be really easy to like let them get away with everything and feel like you can get away with nothing. And you just have to like, that's where like loving yourself and knowing your worth comes in is like, okay, I didn't mean to say it like that. Like if you, are you really going to gaslight me into this right now? Like I just said, I didn't mean to like, it just doesn't have to be that big of a deal. Like, like stay calm. Like you're allowed to gather your thoughts. You're allowed to take a moment. Like I saw this amazing quote the other day that was like, I, you know, that actually really hurt my feelings and I'm going to take a moment to respond or I'm going to take a moment before I respond because I'm just feeling like really hurt right now. And I wasn't expecting that instead of just like reacting. And it, it, it sounds like so lame and like so boring, but sometimes it's just like, just take a fucking minute, like literally just take a minute and you'll be like, so glad I, there were so many times where I was cranky last weekend and like, thank God, like my boyfriend doesn't freak out or anything. But I'll just be like cranky and like whatever. And then, you know, an hour later, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really glad that I didn't do anything bitchy and bratty because it was a fleeting moment. And I could have like ruined an entire great day because of my feelings driving the bus. And instead I didn't. I just like took a moment and I paused and I gathered myself or I just like it's like just rooting yourself back in the moment, you know, and realizing that like not everything has to be a thing. It doesn't have to upset you unless you let it, which is a choice technically. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe you do need like a third party. You're like, I need to talk to someone else about my relationship because I feel like I'm going crazy. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and 
send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com mood, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Make sure to use my special offer for mood listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mood. Stay sane over the holidays. I love that someone in the Geneva group said best advice for someone starting to get into fitness and living a healthier lifestyle. And another girl replied saying, just start plan out your days with your workouts blocked and the food that you'll be eating for breakfast and lunch, dinner, along with snacks. You can do it. And the girl replied again saying, thank you. I've had this all or nothing mindset before and I'm trying to change that. And I think that's really important. It's what I do with myself a lot. So I wanted to mention it. It kind of reminds me of when we had Megan Roop on the podcast and she just said like, stop trying to do so much, like make your kind of expectations for yourself a lot lower. And I think I'm like a very black and white thinker like that too and I really really was especially when I first started therapy I thought I had to be like so perfect and if I didn't like stick to however many days of the week I wanted to work out and how I wanted to take care of myself that I just like failed the entire week and that I just couldn't stick to anything and like I'm such a lazy piece of shit because it's like I want to work out four times a week and I only worked out two like why can't I just work out four and I think the beautiful combination was figuring out to like stop like putting pressure on myself obviously stop shooting myself of how many times I should be working out and like actually just kind of pushing myself to do things that I really like doing like working out because they're good for me and not because I feel like I have to do a certain amount so it's like finding this happy medium of like realizing that I feel good after I do these things like even the two times I worked out this week I was like literally mid plank and I was like I love feeling strong I love feeling like a little sweaty and strong and like I'm doing something like it genuinely boosts my mood but at the same time you have to realize that you can't be hard on yourself and then do the exact opposite when you don't get it done because life is chaotic and you're going to mess up sometimes so I think it's really good to have ideas and have goals, but don't hold yourself to such a high standard. Like even if you're like, oh, I could make this for breakfast. I could do this for lunch. I could do this. Just like pick two things and do them really, really well and then kind of move on to the next thing. It's so easy to be like, oh, I'll do this workout, this workout. I'll make this for lunch. I can even order this supplement. It's like just pick like two of the things, start doing them, then add another thing in. And just like do a little bit first. You don't have to go all or nothing all the time. And so what I'll do is even like move my body a little bit. One night I really wasn't feeling it. I hadn't worked out all week and I put on literally Megan Roop Sculpt Society like little dance thing. And I just did a little like dance cardio in my kitchen and then a little arm series. I didn't have to leave my apartment. I didn't have to go down to a gym. I didn't have to feel like I was doing this whole production of being healthy and fitness and woo. I just like did it. And it's like, technically it's the same fucking thing. I just did it in my kitchen. Like why in my mind do I have to do it in like perfect leggings and do it at the gym and Instagram story it? Like I got it done. It's still endorphins. I broke a little bit of sweat and like, I should be fucking proud of myself. So start small, do little things for yourself and you can add on top of them, but just start with the foundation. Like you can't build off something that doesn't exist yet. So just start with little things like, okay, I really hate how I don't eat a healthy breakfast and I should definitely be more active. Go on one walk, 
find one breakfast thing you like to do and just start incorporating it. Like literally start small. It's way easier to build small things off of each other together instead of like all of a sudden one night you're just going to wake up and be a fitness influencer. Like you're just like, no offense. Like you're not like you might, but you got, it's not going to happen overnight. And if it does, please tell me how the fuck you did it because it's literally impossible and you're a magician. I found this one really interesting too. Someone said, how did you get yourself out of bed after being depressed? I've been falling asleep as soon as I got home from work and haven't been out in about two weeks. I don't want it to continue, but also don't know how to stop it. And Someone also asked me something similar on Instagram, being like, how did you get over heartbreak? Like, I want to be strong like you. And I think there's, like, a big, like, misconception. And I think for me, at least, I don't want to speak for everyone's experience, is comparing yourself in your life to people on Instagram or just, like, whatever you see in media or whatever. Because sometimes you think, like, oh, my God, I haven't gotten out of bed. I haven't done anything social. Like, I'm a worthless piece of shit and I have no friends. And it's like no one is posting themselves laying in bed and doing nothing. So first of all, like even if they are doing that, they're not posting it. So they might be doing that and you just don't know. So you have to like not compare yourself to that and what you think you should be doing. And everyone's self-care looks different. Obviously you don't want to isolate and you want to start to like kind of peel yourself out of a depression and get yourself out of bed. Like it's not healthy, obviously, but sometimes shit fucking sucks. And sometimes you're fucking depressed. And sometimes you're going to lay in bed a few days in a row. As long as at some point you start slowly getting yourself out. Like you literally typed in a group chat being like, I don't want to do this every single day after work. That is amazing. You recognize that and you want something different. That doesn't mean like how we were talking about with a healthy lifestyle. You're just going to flip switch and all of a sudden like be this perfect person that is a health and wellness guru and you do everything amazing. No, that's why we talk about mood boosters, not about like mood like like changers 180s completely they boost it they don't 180 it they don't change it 100 percent. and if you're feeling like okay i definitely get in bed too early well do you feel up for making plans so that you don't have to go home right away maybe do that once a week maybe just be like okay like for me if i'm i'm someone that's like a really big homebody and like i do really like to isolate so what i'll do is i'll make sure that i don't watch tv and th- and this is going to sound like literally so silly but I'll make sure I don't watch TV in my bedroom till after dinner. Even though I'm watching TV out in the living room on the couch, it still is like a separation and like a different kind of environment. And and I have to like get up and turn on. Like this is like depression 101. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch TV in the living room. And then once I eat my dinner, I can go watch TV in bed. And it's like I did two different things that evening. I did one thing in the living room. I got up. I cleaned up my plate. I turned off the TV. I went. I set up my bed. I turned on the next TV. And it sounds a little sad and silly, but it's true. It's like you can take those like little, little steps, even if it's just keeping the lights on longer. Like you can make little ways to where all of a sudden like a couple nights a week you see friends and a lot of times you you know, watch TV in the other room and then you go to bed in the other room. Like it's little things like that. So at least you don't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again, doing a cycle, really not getting out of bed. And if you really feel like you're in a low place and you can't do any of this, like you just have to tell someone what you're really going through and lean on someone for help and have someone like drag you out of bed. Like sometimes you need your people and at least have like people to hold you accountable and that you can be vulnerable with and that can support you and that you can rely on. I know that was like the biggest thing for me during my breakup was like everyone knew what was going on. People would come over. People would lay in bed with me when I wanted to lay in bed. They would go out to the mall when I wanted to go out to the mall. Like 
the amount of times we were just on my friend's couch or in my bed, like so much, but at least I wasn't doing it alone and they would get me out every once in a while and it got easier and easier and easier. And then when it kind of lulled and I wasn't getting better, like everyone knew what was really going on and like they had like a little intervention for me and it was great and it was fun. I mean, literally my boyfriend told me just a few days ago that when he, it was like a few days before our like first actual date when we, saw each other for the first time in a while and he was like yeah I just remember you just felt like so sad like your energy was just so sad and like you were just so like skinny and your just vibe was low and it's like oh you are just such a doll we love we love him for being honest he's nothing if not um a blunt speaker but he was just being honest he's like you just seemed really really sad and I think that you know it's just, it is what it is. And like, as long as you're kind of putting one foot in front of the other and wanting to get better is like the biggest first step you can take. And then you'll figure out what works because I thought I was getting better and it wasn't really totally working. And that's when I had other people in my life to kind of hold me accountable for what I thought was working. And it really wasn't. I needed that kind of extra, extra step. And like, that's why I go to therapy once a week. That's why I'm very honest with my friends and family about my mental states. And that's why I check myself all the time. And I'm constantly trying to become a better version of myself so I can be of best service to the other people in my life. Well, that was about three questions with very long-winded answers, yet my throat somehow still hurts. Thank you guys for always being patient with me as I travel and record podcasts. I think one of like the biggest things that's hard for me is sometimes honestly to do the podcast and talk about my feelings and maybe it's more so the act of starting, not so doing because clearly I can talk a million miles per hour, but some things you just can't change about yourself, but it definitely is really hard to like, you know, have to figure out your mental health and then also tell everyone that listens to you on the internet about it. So I hope I'm doing a decent job and I just love that we can at least figure it out together and that we all go through so many similar things. You guys can join like the mood community on the Geneva app, obviously at mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram. We just dropped the second drop of mood merch, which is my favorite because it's like this kind of like varsity clubby, cool, country club not country club I don't know it's like the health and wellness mood booster drop and I'm obsessed with it I designed it and just fell in love with it and I've been waiting to wear it for you guys so go check it out great holiday gift obviously shoplaurenelizabeth.com Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I would really love it if you gave us five stars in the Apple Podcast Store. Make sure to subscribe, follow on Instagram at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth, at Lauren Elizabeth. And I will see you guys. No, I won't because this is a podcast. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.